Welcome to Ellas, a bi-weekly podcast made by Latinas for Latinas. We talk with talented, inspiring, and empowering women that are living their dreams and making a path for the next generation. I'm Brenda Hernandez. And I am Brenda DeShazer. And this is Ellas. So, welcome to the first episode. Finally, after, like, I think we started talking about this since the summer of 2018. Yes. And then we almost started. And then shit happened. <laughs> so much happened. <laughs> like, we ideally wanted it to do it in, um, in Latin American Heritage Month or... September? Yes, We were yes. pressured. But A little too much, but it's okay. It we're was, here. You were here. Yeah. You know, slowly but surely. <laughs> and just a little... You know, a little history on or expectations or what you may hear on this podcast. Yes. Um, so the intention of this podcast is to speak to all of our Latinas and giving voice to them of um, their history and their background and talking about their industry that they're in and how they made it into their industry and how they're making moves now um, for themselves and for future generations of Latinas. Yes. And with... Obviously, there's so many podcasts that, you know, has the same things, have um, Latinos that are doing it. So, but like, we wanted this to be different because I think both of us are so proud of being Latinas that yes. we just wanted to focus on these women that sometimes there's not many opportunities to have to be on the platform and just like talk about themselves and just give advice and inspire the people that are listening to it, like, yeah. to this podcast. And I think what's really cool about us, too, is that we're so different as well. So we have different views, different opinions, and different outlooks on life because yes. we have a different upbringing and different background. Yes. Um, but we do have a lot of great guests for you guys. Yes. Um, but to start off our podcast, we'll be talking about ourselves and getting to know the hosts. Yeah, so, like, we're going to give you a little bit of history on us and so you know because you're gonna listen to us for like the rest of yeah. the shows um <laughs> so why do you get to know us yeah so even brenda was mentioning that we are so different because we have a different you know upbringing but we're like best friends yeah so we have some things in common we yeah but not a lot yeah. but we work that's what's so beautiful about mm -hmm. us we're like the opposites attract yeah we mesh well together i don't know it's like so like one thing that's obvious we have the same name yes brenda brenda and brenda yeah brenda <laughs> um different last names but we met when we were 12 in junior high in junior high at the same school at the same school um you tell your story of this, how we met. Okay, because Brenda has a different story on how we met. Should I start with mine? I feel like mine's yeah. like worse. You, yours is like really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's better though. Um, so I remember, I think it was the first couple of weeks of school. I don't know really. Um, it was seventh grade. And I was sitting alone reading a book. And these three girls, Latinas... One was Mexican, Colombian, and the other one was Mexican, Honduran, <laughs> and <laughs> which is Brenda. And the one that was Mexican's like, "You're Brenda, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." 
you're Mexican? Yeah, or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, well, you can hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> like we're the, the girls club and you were accepted in. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Because in that school, we were like maybe 10 Latinos. Yeah, it was a predominantly like Euro-American school. Yeah, even though I was looking back, a lot of kids had like Latino back. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Yeah, but they were, their other parents were not Latino. So yeah, it was like interracial, it was like mixed. Yeah, interracial, but. Um, So how I met Brenda (laughs) Hernandez. um, So I was in junior high and I guess it was beginning of the year and people kept on coming up to me and asking like, Brenda, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, we heard you got bit by a lizard. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Bit by a lizard? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I found out there was another Brenda at the school. And I think that's how we, like, came to come find you. Yes. Because I was, I don't know, territorial about my name. Like, I'm the only Brenda. (laughs) I was the only Brenda there at that school in that age group for, like, the longest time. Because I went to that school since I was in kindergarten. So I was like, I need to scout out this Brenda and see if she's okay. One, okay <laughs> by being bit by a lizard. And two, find out who this other person that has that shares my name. Yes. So so now that you're saying the story, you knew about me first and I I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> but yeah, ever since then we became friends. Like we were friends with those other two people. But, like, I don't know, immediately, it was, like, I think your need to know if I was okay (laughs) made us be best friends. Yeah, it was an instant attraction. Yeah, and And we're 25 now. Yeah, it's been a long friendship. And we're still friends, you know. Brenda has been there for the best moments of my life and the worst moments. As a best friend should be, and I've been there for her. Yeah, all the big moments. She's yeah. literally, we've definitely done like 24 hour trips of like seeing each other graduate. Seriously. Um, and going to different countries for each other. Mm-hmm. So, which is really great. We have such a big bond and strong bond, but like it's so crazy that we don't really have so much in common because our backgrounds are different. So, yes. we, we can talk about more about, yeah. That. Yeah. So, I'm a first-generation Mexican-American. I was raised in Orange County, just like Brenda. And since I was a baby, my parents taught me to speak Spanish at home. And that was the first language that I spoke until I was five. And in kindergarten, that's when I learned English. So since all my life, I've been dealing with leaving like living like these two identities but when Brenda met me I was more proud and more immersed in my Mexican identity and at 15 I decided that I was done with Orange County (laughs) and it's people (laughs) just up and out of here (laughs) and I like had this plan of going to Mexico and living there because for me it was more exciting and more attractive as a place to live. And I wanted to improve my Spanish because I thought it was bad compared to other people. So yeah. I wanted to do that. And 
I wanted to uh, study communications and be a journalist. And I told my parents, they were like, go for it. They were like, all, all for it. And I moved. I told Brenda, I was like, I told Brenda, my friends, I'm like, I'm moving to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> we were all so sad, but we knew it was coming too. Yeah. Because I feel like you've told us like, this isn't really like your home home. Like you're going back to Mexico where you like is your home, what you think or not think, but like what you call is home. Yeah. And I feel like your parents instilled that in you too. Like you're going back to Mexico to get your education in Mexico and you're gonna like thrive there as well. Exactly. And I think that's like, we can, you can talk more about your childhood, I guess. Like, yeah. Um, which is like, yeah, so kind of different. Um, I was also born and raised in Orange County. Um, and I went to school at this private Christian um, school. <laughs> that was, I want to say predominantly that was like American compared to like people of color. Um, yeah, and was raised there from kindergarten to, well, high school all the way through. And um, I actually didn't learn Spanish. So my dad is from Honduras and my mom is Mexican American. So I'm like a 1.5 generation, kind of like in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and for some reason they just didn't teach any of us. Like there's three kids and none of us are fluent. Uh, we've definitely tried, or I have. I've definitely done like different classes. It just somehow doesn't stick. But I will try at least. <laughs> yeah, at least you you know you're trying. Yeah, uh, but for some reason it just doesn't stick. I don't know. It just <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, so grew up in like a Hispanic household, but my outsides, everything around me wasn't really like super Hispanic. I was very. I was grew up in a white neighborhood. Grew up in a white school. Um, and just kind of was in it, drowned in it kind of a little mm -hmm. bit <laughs> until I met Brenda, who was this like proud uh, Mexican. And I was like, I've never seen somebody like this before. That's super like all about her background and her ethnicity. And it was like, it made me so happy because I found someone else that was like me and was really like, I'm here, I'm loud, I'm proud about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those days when um, we, both were in school and I just, I, I, looking back, I was very, yes, very loud about it. And I think the reason why was because of the school we were in and so by the people we were surrounded by and their mentality mm -hmm. and that kind of like multiplied my pride of yeah. being Mexican. And you're like representing, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I don't like doing this anymore, but like, basically educating people yeah. of their like, ignorant views. But yeah, I was very much of, I was raised in always believe, always thinking, you know, I'm Mexican. You just happen to be born here because all your family are Mexicans, your histories, you know, in Mexico, it's like, you're just, yeah, American by birth. Yeah. And that kind of, I don't know. When I moved to Mexico, that kind, I realized that kind of fucked me up a bit. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> in the sense of like, when you're a little, I, I guess when you're little and all your family are from like a certain country and maybe it's like you have this like certain 
bullying with by them. It's like, oh, you, I, this is going to sound stupid, but like in terms of like a soccer team, oh, you're definitely going to be um, supporting the U.S. team because you're American. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, ew, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, Mexican. I'm going to support the Mexican soccer team, whatever. Yeah. Like things like that. Like I kind of wanted to deny me being born an American. I always wanted, like, I remember being a little kid, like, desiring to be Mexican-born. And then when I moved to Mexico and I was living there, I thought I was going to be accepted because I didn't feel accepted in my own hometown, you could say. Mm -hmm. And I was in, like, in, like, Mexican teenagers' eyes, I was la gringa. And Which is so crazy because I never have heard about that before. It was like, well, again, going back to how you were like the biggest representation of like being a proud Mexican. And it was like, you come back and you're like, feel like you're a gringa. Like, I've never known that until you like said it. Yeah. And I, like, what? And I think this like happens a lot in because it's one thing being a Latino or a Latinx person in the U.S., but then it's another thing being Latinx or Mexican American in Latin America, you know. And I think this goes for like different, like for all ethnicities, like you're still the other, you're yeah. not truly don't belong in a way in their yeah. eyes. And yeah, like obviously you know they're like oh la gringa, like whatever. Um, but I still felt proud. Like I was like, I was there doing, working on my goal, which I accomplished. And by university, it was like, okay, yeah, people are not focused or like calling me that. They're like, oh, it's, that's cool that, you know, you were born and raised there. Yeah. Can you speak in English? (laughs) (laughs) You know, things like that. But yeah, like I was, um, I think by university, those years, those last four years I was living in Mexico, um, I found a balance. And that's when I identified as Mexican-American. That's when I decided not only being Mexican, but like Mexican-American. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful that you like found this duality of your persona Mm -hmm. and you embrace like both the American side and then also the Mexican side. I think for me, um, what I kind of struggled with when I was younger was um, I wasn't American enough and I also wasn't Mexican enough. Like, oh, you don't speak Spanish and uh, other Hispanics would look down on me for that and kind of like disown me in a way. And it felt really bad. But in the other sense, like I had brown skin, I had brown hair, I had I was brown. Um, and a lot of Americans would think like, oh, like you're, you're the other as well. So it was kind of like this, like in the middle, I didn't get accepted by either or. But, like, in the past couple of years, I started to accept, like, no, like, I am Mexican. Like, I am American. I am uh, <laughs> Honduran. And, uh, like, I'm all these things. Like, just because I don't speak Spanish, like, doesn't mean that I don't, like, eat beans and rice every, with all my meals. <laughs> or uh, that makes you, you know, less Latina. Yeah, and it doesn't make me less American. Like, like I'm both. Like, I have, it's all me. Like, you're not going to disown me from either one because, like, I live here, I was born here, and I also feel, like, how both sides feel. Like, I don't know. But. No, definitely. I think you said something really important right now. Like, you feel what everyone is feeling. And I think 
what we both are feeling is what first generations always feel like you, you know like, like trying to find the acceptance yes, of <laughs> of like these both of uh, cultures that yeah. we're in yeah because i feel like this is statistics for like women in general or even latinas for them to graduate from high school, for them to graduate from college or university and to graduate from a master's degree, it gets lower and lower in percentage. But like, we are that, like, you can't disown us. <laughs> we are making like our generations proud and we're making a paved way for other generations, which is why we're creating this podcast so that other generations that are gonna be listening to this or people that are listening to this currently, they get to see like our side of where we come from, get to see our side of things and see like, oh, they made it this way, I can too. Exactly. So after you graduated, where did you go on to go or uh, be? <laughs> I graduated and I stayed for another couple of months in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to interviews because the goal was to, yes, be a journalist, but be specifically a fashion journalist. Mm-hmm. So I was going to interviews to mag- fashion magazines in Mexico. And unfortunately, or else, I'm going to say fortunately, maybe, um, I wasn't, I didn't have the right contacts. You know, I wasn't the niece of this person or the cousin or the friend. And like, they would end up hiring those people and so you had to like really know somebody to get into that industry not based off of merit or talent it was you knew somebody yeah okay and it was devastating and yeah because you worked your ass off (laughs) because i like like a little about my background i started um internshipping yeah and internships in you know, newspapers and magazines, but like housing, the housing sector. And I would like interview CEOs and politicians that were in the housing sector in Mexico City. So I would go and interview um, secretaries of, you know, people that were responsible of building, yeah, like those buildings in Mexico City that you see. Mm -hmm. And, even the governor of like state of Mexico. Ooh. And I was like, okay, I have all this example of my work and I still can't even be considered for like. Yeah, like I'm listening to it now. I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> like, that's awesome. That's really great. Thank you. But no, like at the end I was like, looking back now, I'm like, things happen for a reason. And mm. it made me not, it kind of I hated it like I was like I hate the fashion industry here mm. um I'm gonna go back to California and try to make it yeah and because the whole thing like when I was there I was like if I have experience in the U- in the U.S. and I come back they're gonna like that on my resume because um if anyone wants to work in Mexico that's <laughs> um you know, that's what they like. Having, so, hiring people that work in other countries, specifically um, America, so. Really? Yes. Okay. So it's it's bad, I guess, because like you don't, they don't, you, people that are working there don't have the opportunity to work outside of Mexico. 
oh, so are like, in like in a disadvantage, I guess. But mm. you know, that's like one thing. Like, oh yes, people love hiring people from other countries. And oh, so with your with your experience in Mexico, mm-hmm. they wouldn't take you, but or like they wouldn't like hire you unless yeah. you knew somebody. But coming to America and having the uh, experience and but, grabbing up like all that. Yeah, experience <laughs> in America, and then going back to Mexico, it looks more intriguing. Yes. Okay. So and that was like my plan, and kind of still is, I guess. <laughs> um, I see it. I feel it. <laughs> She's like already one foot out the door, like <laughs> on her plane to Mexico. <laughs> and yeah, I came Hopefully back. This podcast. Last. <laughs> <laughs> this pa- podcast is like stopping me from like going back. It'll just be me. <laughs> Brenda will be phoning in. Yeah, <laughs> we can Skype. Um, and yeah, I came back. Um, but yes, those like last years of university really helped me. And yeah, kind of like I faced reality. I was like, okay, I've, I, I came back to the place that I didn't want to <laughs> be. But like, it was in terms of like working. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Super side note. Do you remember that movie, uh, Selena? Well, yeah. you've seen it, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I just thought about the whole, like, that scene where they're in the bus and the dad was all like, you got to be more Mexican than the Mexicans. You got to be more American <laughs> than the Americans. It's exhausting. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that's literally, like, how kind of, our, like, first generation is. Yes. Um, sorry, that was a super tangent, but I was no, that's thinking true. about that's, it. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, my path after, um, well, during high school, it was, like, I had to work super hard, or not even, well, yeah, let me say, I worked super hard for, like, my grades, because I felt like that was going to get me into a good college. Like, I already am in a private school. I'm already at an advantage. Um, So let me get, like, all these extracurriculars. Let me do a lot of sports. Like, I did, I think, throughout my lifetime from, like, kindergarten to high school, I did, like, almost every sport, except for softball. I didn't have the hand-eye coordination for softball. (laughs) Um, And then I did, like, what are those classes? The advanced placement, the AP classes, AP like the college classes. courses. Yeah, and I did all of that to get like this really bomb resume um, for college. Um, so then I went on, started doing college applications. I didn't want to stay in Orange County. I just didn't feel like it was home to me. I didn't feel like I would belong there. I didn't feel like I didn't want to follow my other peers from high school. Um, to the same university that everybody was going to. So <laughs> I wanted to go somewhere like outside of Orange County, basically. So um, I ended up going to California State University, Los Angeles, because I was like, oh, it's Cal State LA. It's in East LA. It's a lot of like, it's a big Hispanic community. Um, and when I got there, I got on campus and I remember feeling like I ho- I'm home, like I belong, like people look like me, people have the same type of family dynamics as me, um, and people sometimes even had my same story. Um, so I started to fall in love with it, I majored in psychology, graduated four years later, um, and then I started looking for jobs, but the job that picked me up was retail. Um, I knew that I didn't want to go into masters just yet, um, but since retail picked me up, I put like all my blood, sweat, and tears in retail. It took up my whole life. Um, and then I decided like I really lost like my passion. I really lost my ambition. I really lost what I'm gonna do for my life. So I decided to leave that. I was successful at it, but I decided to leave it. <laughs> um, and I 
started to focus more on like my creative side. So this is why I wanted to jump on this podcast as well, because part of me was like, I want to explore the, I want to be like thoughtful and not provocative, um, eloquent, like Oprah, but I also want to be like funny, like Ellen. I don't, I know I wanted to like live my talk show host (laughs) dream. (laughs) So I felt like this was a part of it. And then also, um, trying to start a blog and start my writing career, or just start to write in general and do that um, for myself. And then on top of that, like I went into a warehouse job as well so that I can focus more on my creative side because the warehouse job doesn't really demand much of me. Um, And it gives me more time than retail did. Uh, In retail, women that I talked to, they would say like, I didn't spend much time with my family or my kids uh, because if you really want to be number one here, you would have to like, sacrifice that and put your job first and so that kind of hit me that I'm like I'm more of a family person so I knew from there that I had to get out it was a lot of experience it was great experience um a really great pay as well (laughs) um and it made me grow a lot faster like right out of college um I had a lot of responsibilities and it was fun and it was great um I would never rethink it or if I went back I would still do it all over again um but I'm thankful that I'm out and now doing this and being creative and trying to find my inner passion. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. But yeah, like like touching on that of being part of this part podcast, like one of the reasons like why I started this is because I love being creative and that's the things that I kind of forgot that I used to do when I moved back here. Um, yeah, by the way, guys, Brenda has so much going on with her. <laughs> she also has another <laughs> podcast. She also has a zine that we will talk about in later episodes, but we will also tag it. <laughs> tag it, yeah. Um, yeah, like she's doing a lot. <laughs> I do a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I, um, I found my love for radio and talking and when I was in university, I had a radio show that I would talk about movies, and it was like these three and three girls and I, we would talk about festivals and soundtracks and news, and it was amazing. It was like the four years of my um, university career, and I loved every part of it. And when I moved back, I was seriously depressed i was like what am i doing here Mm. um i was at an online marketing agency you know writing copy and i was like for the first year i was like i don't know what i'm doing but like this is i was like it was like i was constantly reminding myself this is gonna help me in the end (laughs) end. like i just need to go back and i'm gonna get hired whatever blah 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 and I was not happy anymore. No, let's go back. Okay. When I was during there, um, I met a coworker, and we both realized that we really love movies, and um, we decided to create a podcast. That was like my first podcast out of university. Yeah. And if you want to listen to it, it's called Totally Fandom. So awesome, guys. (laughs) So awesome. And from there on, I decided, you know what, I'm not happy here anymore. I have my year on my resume. I learned a lot, but 
you know, my chapter here has ended. And I, before that, I published, um, you know, a fashion article. I uh, met someone that became my mentor in terms of like fashion writing. And that motivated me to go into fashion, e-commerce, and just write, be the copywriter. And I was there and, you know, I met uh, my fellow co-editor, future guest of this podcast, um, Josie, and we created the zine. And by the summer of 2018, I was, I wanted to do more. I, 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 sur I began to surround myself with creative people and I feel like when you surround yourself with those type of people, um, you don't, you don't, you no longer restrain yourself from expressing what you have inside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I should do a podcast and I should talk, you know, with inspiring women that, you know, have the same background as me, but like are so different. And I thought it would be amazing and perfect if I do it with my best friend. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with you. You do? <laughs> like, I love, you bring out the creative in me. But, like, as soon as you got back to Mexico, I was like, damn it, I have to get off my butt and do this podcast. <laughs> like, I'm so nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. But, like, it's so much for the better. Because I know that I want to do this mm -hmm. so much. I know I want to hear stories. I love talking to people about their stories and their background, um, which is what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Um, but you were also the reason that I wanted to start writing as well. And then you gave me the idea of a blog, which still in projects. <laughs> still in pre-production. Yes. Yeah. And then with your zine, it made me have like a creative outlet of like, oh, like I'm going to write and submit this month of like a creative work or creative writing to uh, young ignorantes. <laughs> yeah. Which you're in the September issue? Yes, the September Guys, issue. Guys, you know, this episode is about us. So we should talk about, you know, Brenda's rating. And if you want to read, you know, her, her work, uh, go and buy the September issue, Let the Meet Shit of Young Ignorantes, and you'll see her story, which is amazing, by the <laughs> thank way. Thank you, thank you, I was so nervous. So <laughs> please go buy it, it's on Amazon. Oh and, gosh. you know, you'll have like a feel of her writing for the blog which I'm also excited. I can't say much because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a surprise, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a creative art in the works. But um, back to, well, uh, I guess us again. I love how we kind of went our separate way, ways after like junior high, high mm -hmm. school, and we kind of like kind of did the same path that we were kind of upset of where the path that we went to and then we corrected it and got out of those paths. Um, I know that for me when I was in retail, uh, what I really liked about it was teaching, like my peers and my um, my leaders that were under me. Um, that was like the best part of the job. I loved working for them. Um, and I thought about like exploring that. And then I also thought about when you came around, uh, I thought about writing again. And I thought about um, doing this with you as well. And it's kind of cool that we're kind of coming back to, it seems like we're coming back to our past, like our little diversion kind of made us like pick up skills and mm -hmm. learn a lot of things and learn a lot about ourselves and now we're going back to like okay we're going to our passion like full-on head for head forward. head fed head first something yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um 
I think the, like the other reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I want to hear different views on Latinas. I feel like now we do have a, like options. There's like a lot yeah. of Latin, a lot of ex um, medias, but I feel it's like the same stereotype <laughs> content storyline storyline <laughs> that they produce, and I I don't know my like some things are true about like my upbringing and you know childhood and life are different than what you're producing and like i feel everyone is producing that in terms mm -hmm. of latin x yeah like there's simi similarities and there's also differences between mm -hmm. all of our stories which is what we're here to not expose but like show everybody yeah so we do have a lot of um different guests coming uh, from different backgrounds of all the latin american country and uh also some interracial of Afro Latino or Afro Latinas, yes, because uh, we all Latinas. Yeah, <laughs> like our guests, you know, are Latinos. How you would think they look like, and then others are interracial. And I think it's also important to, you know, uplift their voices because even in America and Latin America, those voices are, you know, shut down. Yeah, and they're not recognized. They're a little bit subdued. They're kind of picking up um, now. Yeah. But this is just another outlet, another way for people to have their voice be heard. Mm -hmm. And then also hear their story behind it. And we do hope that for all you listeners that they um, their story struck a chord with you or like um, you can find some commonalities in them. But also like if you want to hear about like for me, I really love this podcast because I'm going to hear more about what different industries people are in. And like for me, this is still like, not kind of trying to find my path, but like I'm open to different paths <laughs> <laughs> that I do want to hear about like all these different like um, people who are in different like industries, like the health industry, the social justice industry, um, fashion. Writing. Yeah, everything, creatives. Everything. So. so I'm really excited, you know, to learn and be inspired, I hope. You know, for the next, I hope you were inspired in this episode, you know. Or at least just got to know us and like us a little bit, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we hope you like it, that you listen to the next episode. And this is, uh, I guess, we are wrapping up, I guess. Yeah. Like us. Share us? Can you share podcasts? You can. You can okay. copy the link. Subscribe. Subscribe. We leave us a comment. Leave us a comment. Um, oh, go follow our Instagram page. It's AS, AS the podcast. The podcast. So E L L A S the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and please follow us. We're gonna be on soon iTunes, hopefully. Yes. And if not. We're on Libsyn, so you can listen through that. And while you wait, you know, we're going to be later on in iTunes. But thank you for listening. I'm Brenda Hernandez. And I'm Brenda DeShazer. And this is AES. AES is co-hosted by Brenda DeShazer and me, Brenda Hernandez. Thanks to our editor and producer, D.F. DeShazer II. And thank you to Shro, who created our theme song. 
This is it, yes. Cool. Cool. Yes.